What is even up? It's your boy Crabman here with my boy Hackenstein. Welcome to the Hypnotic Hootout. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing, let's say, better than last time. <laughs> well, better is good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Certainly an improvement. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> my seat yeah. has to be. Well. Yeah. Yes, I am doing well too, even though I barely slept last night because I was still busy getting the games ready. There were a couple of bugs that were bugging me, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy that you even uh, bothered to to try. <laughs> but I'm uh, I'm anxious to see. Mm. Yes, yes, uh, yes. If you were able to get out of our little baby, which we, well, kind of, kind of threw in the toilet more than <laughs> once, I guess. <laughs> Still comes back. Mm. Yes, the turtle just won't go down. <laughs> yes, swims at the top. The floater. Right. Yes. No. Yeah. It was a pretty good week. Uh, this fiddling on you know just it's kind of like a puzzle i feel trying to get into old code trying to figure out how it works uh indiana yeah. jones style <laughs> and yeah can, some, you, can some... you move the the statue <laughs> <laughs> and yeah something about bug fixing it's it's weirdly entertaining um but yeah, it's well. I guess we'll get into that in a little bit, as we can give people a chance to come join us. Um, are you centering this? The camera. Sorry, mm. little adjustments there. Yeah, sorry. It's uh, a. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my week wasn't wasn't as good. For no. Sure. Still, still not not back to being really productive. I feel. Mm. But. Yeah, I think I, I decided against uh, using high magic to <laughs> improve my life. <laughs> Reading a bit more, it started with astrology, like you have to gather the energy from Jupiter. And yeah, my skepticism is too strong for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, instead, I, I got a, a nice book uh, from my girlfriend. Which side is the right side? Maybe this? Oh, it's hot. Let me see. But because it's so delayed. So here, yeah. just put it in the face. Uh, yeah. Panic attacks and other anxiety issues, uh, or mm. how to get rid of them. Better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a great book. It's yeah based on science instead of magic. Ooh. I mean, I still love magic. Don't get me wrong, but well. yeah, science. Stuff's better, and I don't have panic attacks yet. <laughs> Just had an anxiety attack like a couple of weeks back, which is yeah, unpleasant enough. Um, but yeah, it's it basically it's yeah. about not fun. like reprogramming your brain because I did um, notice that my my brain is a little bit too focused on all the negative stuff uh, there's actually a lot of good stuff in my life I could focus on instead and if I don't have any information like how p 
people receive me or something, I tend to tend to think like the worst possible thing. Yeah, yeah, which sure. isn't great. And yeah, I think I'm just gonna gonna build my own little rituals, which are, will be just mantras, like repeating positive affirmations to myself until until they are so deep in my brain that I can can believe them and feel happy <laughs> about it. Yeah, that's um, that's actually a thing that I also. Um, learned in therapy and stuff you know your your brain you, you train those neural pathways like you train a muscle and if you train negative thoughts if you know your mind always goes there first and you keep going there that's you know that's basically the 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 muscle you train to be negative and it's an actual thing to um i think it's called cognitive recalibration that you when you notice these thought patterns that you actively steer against it which is in first weird and you know kind of cumbersome but it's you know like training a new skill and then through that through that uh, training of positive thinking instead of negative you kind of yeah change i guess your brain chemistry and stuff like that and uh, yeah it, it, it kind of works you know? i also noticed that um that i myself have a lot less um negative uh, thoughts I mean, they're still there, obviously, but um, I certainly have a mountains of difference uh, between now and how it used to be a couple of years ago. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think. I mean, that that's basically like the the gist of the book. Mm. So, uh, if you're like, I don't know how it's called in in English, but if you're looking for the, the German, I can really recommend it if you have any anything like depression or yeah, panic attacks, anxiety attacks, anything. It's really, really a great book. Um, really helpful. Helped my, my girlfriend a lot too, who had like uh, full blown panic attacks, which are way worse. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. And yeah, I often imagine like my brain to be like a sand castle and they're like the the, the thoughts like come in like um, marbles and they roll down and then they carve a path and the more you think like the same negative thoughts the deeper this um, this like yeah path will be and the, the easier easier it is and the more more of your thoughts will land there and I think that's also like the reason why meditation like the pure um concentrate on my my thoughts or uh, on my breathing or on on a mantra and a, and a nonsensical mantra mm -hmm. didn't really help me with this i i yeah i didn't notice any improvements here because i don't i'm not retraining my brain with this mm. no. yeah i think in english it's called the anxiety cure live a life free oh. from panic in just a few weeks <laughs> Yeah. Well, sounds good. Um, and I think like uh, the 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 reason <laughs> to get back to to our developer life is <laughs> mostly yeah. thinking about like marketing or our un, or a secret game. It's a lot. It's a lot stressful for me because I'm always like thinking, what can go wrong? <laughs> what do we have to do? And then. 
I get in these and um, start spiraling very fast. Yeah. I've also been thinking about this eventually the last couple of days. Um, and I guess uh, what I try to, you know, remind myself or like the way I try to look at things. Um, well, also, you know, this is like a new thing that I'm trying to always come up with new coping mechanisms, but um, it's basically this thing of, is it going to matter five years from now? You know, this sort of thing, because yeah. I get super in my head about silly small stuff. Like uh, when I was trying to work out the um, the documents for getting married abroad, you know, I was so stressed out about this whole thing and about having to call because I'm really uncomfortable talking on the phone and stuff. And, mm. you know, now it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it's not even in my mind anymore. You know, and now I think back on these times, how, how I stressed myself, um, yeah. <clears throat> how I at times, you know, deliberately got drunk so I can do the phone calls and stuff. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> things like that because I'm so anxious about the stuff and now it's like it was no big deal at all it doesn't matter now it's not gonna matter ever again you know and mm. there's like millions of these moments where I got so in my head and they don't affect my life at all anymore so I'm trying to focus in these moments on is it gonna matter in five years because it probably isn't and then you know whatever yeah I heard, I heard it um, of this technique that is, and I think that they uh, they recommend you think about like will it matter in three days three mm. weeks three months three years yeah then you you often that you will not get to years <laughs> it's like okay three weeks nobody will think about it anymore <laughs> yeah and, and I also feel that way about the you know, the work we're doing, which is at times super stressful because, you know, we're trying to build something and sometimes it doesn't work and sometimes we feel like if we had done more or something or we need to do this now, otherwise, you know, we're going to fail or something. Um, but, you know, looking back over the last seven years or eight years that we've been doing this, um, I, I can't think of one moment where I'm like, ah, dang it, that's that's the thing, the big mistake or something. You know, we've tried various things in terms of where we had marketing efforts or like pitching to publishers or all that stuff where we were super stressed about it. And I'm not yeah, saying it was that we shouldn't have done it, but we shouldn't need, we didn't need to stress that much because in the end yeah. we're okay. And we always find a way to be okay. Uh, so of course, you know, we need to do the work where we don't need to, you know, be that uh, panicked as if our lives depend on it because we, we figure it out usually. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, it, it's it's funny to look back and think about like the times we really get into fights about like specific <laughs> words in the press text, <laughs> and we're like, no, this has to be like the first so thing. <laughs> Especially like press emails, <laughs> we're like mm. getting really into it about <laughs> what has to be at the top, how how the subject line has to be. And then, like nobody reads it, <laughs> we don't get any <laughs> feedback at all. Yeah, yeah, isn't that always how it goes? Eh? <laughs> well, hope, hopefully this time it will be better. But yeah, I still think it's it's, it's kind mostly... of already is. I feel you know we've already like figured some major stuff out, and you know so it's mm. uh, so. for sure. Yeah. Especially like like with the, our marketing intern, mm. 
you you realize how much we already know and we we can tell her and it's often like ah right that's a good idea we tried this three years ago (laughs) didn't do anything (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was kind of interesting to put together like a communication guideline i guess um to kind of think about what we're doing and why and you know it's intuitively there sort of but you know then when you try to explain it to another person i don't know i feel like there's actual um there's some actual thought and knowledge behind it that you know isn't always clear to me that we have it um so it's also kind of nice to like see that oh we actually you know learned something and we actually you know kind of got to a part where we through a lot of trial and error uh, figured some things out and I think even do them sort of well I would say <laughs> yeah I think also like in the in the coming weeks and months we we should like try and release some of the stuff like the the guides we we started creating or like the um, or our marketing plan or our like project plan for example like the huge uh, google sheet i created because mm-hmm. i think like it could be beneficial to a lot of people and right now obviously that wouldn't be a good idea because it's like to still secret mm-hmm. but yeah uh, there will be a point where it's not really doesn't really matter for us anymore and we can help indies with uh, our experience i think it would be a cool idea that is actually a really interesting idea to like just lay it open and share stuff and I think it's also kind of just well works for like the way we like to do uh, business I guess Um, and well I always find marketing so super uncomfortable so I kind of really like the idea of just demystifying it you know not acting like we are you know trying to fool people but being like here this is what we're doing this is why we're doing it and um yeah that seems cool and also uh probably a cool thing for i mean we've been kind of discussing like um i mean this is like just a hangout for the two of us um to just talk about whatever surely we talk about the company a little bit but to also do like dev streams or something to get people like into the actual work that we're doing and that seems like a really interesting thing like that is something that i would want to watch other people mm. discuss yeah, that's, i mean that's at a least idea. if i'm like interested in the game or like think that that these guys know what they are doing <laughs> well i guess um you know even if i mean obviously our style and our messaging and the personality or brand that we have uh, is gonna be you know specific to us um, and that would probably be the case with other people too, but just to kind of get some, you know, input of how other people handle things and then to, mm. you know, it's like watching tutorials or something, I guess, or like panels where people discuss things and you just take bits and pieces and maybe, you know, figure out your own way of doing it and stuff. So I feel like for that, that would be pretty, yeah. pretty neat. For sure. So how's Econom coming? <laughs> Where's the stream, Jan? I haven't seen the stream yet. The people yeah. have a right to know. <laughs> haven't continued yet. Haven't continued. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how it starts. 
That's how it starts. Not playing for a week and then suddenly it's been years again. <laughs> that's true. That's com that's true. That's really how it happens. <laughs> but I thought about a little bit more what we talked about last time about this, like the sense of wonder you get mm -hmm. when you play a game, and that, like, lots of times, in especially like triple A games, I don't get this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I feel it's also has a lot to do with your state of mind and how you are like preparing yourself. So I think because I have like a couple of games which look amazing that I just can't get into because I don't I don't want to have like the um, responsibility to work on them and to finish them <laughs> because I'm already tapped out with responsibilities. I just want to relax and yeah. have like really casual entertainment um, yeah yeah it's so a commitment to these big games <laughs> watched a lot of netflix not much gaming <laughs> yeah, even definitely. playing rune terror <clears throat> yeah. yeah i have a whole bunch of huge titles that i would actually love to get into mm. um i still got gothic 3 to finish there i did the thing of playing it a couple of weeks and then not <laughs> starting it up again even though i had a good time with the previous ones uh but um yeah i don't know it's it's this commitment thing i'd rather you know fire up solitaire or something for like yeah five minutes nothing big uh, yeah just mm. that's why why uh, like rune terra or hearth don't really work for me because i could just like do just do a couple of games but uh they both got to, I got too obsessive with this, like having to play every day to optimize, getting new cards, and yeah, I noticed that I'm not really having fun. Like yeah. only every couple of weeks, I sit down like for a day of playing, and I have fun building a new deck, playing it until I start losing and then stopping again. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I stopped altogether. Don't think it's a really uh, healthy gaming habit that I am building there. <laughs> and I want to. I don't want to, to. I want to use my my time more. Not necessarily productive, but yeah. deliberately. Maybe that, yeah. But that's also like the one one reason why I I have a hard time like starting new games. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel like I'm achieving anything. I don't. I'm not invested in them, so I'm not. So it doesn't give me anything. And if it's it's a hard game, I have to to learn it and then be good at it to continue. Then, like for example, Dark Souls. I really would like to play Dark Souls, but yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's it's preventing me. There, there's like a threshold I have to to overcome to get to to a level where I will feel comfortable and satisfied with the gameplay and that's just feels like too much work today right now yeah I'm also so interested in that series mm. and I played as usual the first 15 minutes and then I got kind of stuck mm. and I was like I guess I would have to I mean you recommended to me that I watch some videos about how to play the game and I probably would have to do that um, mm. Is it, yeah, well, it obviously is a style of gaming that I'm not at all used to. And, and I have not 
cross that threshold where mm. um, where this work of figuring it out becomes fun. So that's also a bit difficult that's, then. That's actually usually something I, I get pretty easily uh, started. Reading into it, watching videos, that, that's easy for me. <laughs> I like that. I like to do the research. <laughs> yeah, because that, it doesn't feel like an investment, but starting the game and then having your ass safe game, that, that feels like, okay, now, now, now it's, there is an investment. Uh, I watched a couple of videos about um, Dark Souls and I think the, the extra credits guy, um, I forgot the name, the game design guy there. James he, Porno, actually, Pornoff, yeah. something Port, like that. Port, Port now. He, he created like uh, a video series especially centered around um, being like it's a Dark Souls series that teaches um, beginners how to get through the game. It's a bit cheesy. Like he, he recommends like a sorcerer archetype and fire spells because you can uh, kill most enemies from afar. And mm -hmm. um, yeah. Ironically, I, I don't. <laughs> I like to cheese my way through stuff uh, sometimes, but I also feel bad about it. So I'm not sure so if this is like the right path. I I usually look what the end game best build would be, and then I try to start it this way, even though it's like a lot harder. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm stuck there, and I started. Um, it again outwards outwards yeah mm -hmm. yeah i just started the game instead of the tutorial uh, feels a lot like um gothic um but you have to it's a bit more stressful i'd say it's probably harder as well um the i don't know if the story is different for each character type but um, I started um, with like um, having to pay 150 gold to um, to a village and having to grind it or to get it somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then like two days were already over before I left the village. <laughs> I was like, oh God, only three. <laughs> three weeks left and then I um, yeah there's no way to to save the game so it saves automatically and when you die you're not dead I, I assume usually um, mm -hmm. for example I, I walked into three wolves or something wolf-like and they uh, rushed me and killed me and then I awoke again in uh, in their den with like lots of dead stuff around me Mm. Yeah, and then, then I got like discouraged again <laughs> and I stopped playing. Oh, that looks uh, very pretty. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's janky. Um oh. but it's it's alright kind of jank like like in Gothic. Mm, okay. <laughs> I was really annoyed by by the user interface that really wasn't wasn't really good. For example, you have to to push the button maybe maybe it's for controller probably it's for control but you have to push a button to do uh, some things like collect stuff 
and sometimes you have to hold the button and then you have to hold the button until like a timer runs through and then the animation starts of him picking it up and i'm sure that there's like some sense to it what you can do immediately and what you what takes time but at first even though the the hints um, they discern between uh, hold and just tap the button I, I always got confused like tapping it and it doesn't work and then having to hold it and nothing happens until mm. the timer is through and then the animation starts it felt so bad <laughs> would mm. never have let that in in the game well maybe maybe i will yeah i will probably put a little bit more time into this because it looks really promising it looks like the the gothic skyrim itch that that i have for a long time yeah just exploring i just love it yeah i've been kind of meaning to play all these games i had such a good time with uh mm. gothic one and two and so i wanted to do three and uh Risen games again. I played the first one, but I haven't played two and three. Um, and then Alex, it's called Alex, right? Mm. The, that looks super interesting, and that's one of those mm. I, I, uh, yeah, not ready for that commitment. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that <laughs> commitment. <laughs> I mean, I had like yesterday. I had the the whole day for myself here. Mm. I mean, except my my other flatmates. Mm -hmm. And I really thought, like, ah, oh, this day I can do something. Like, I can just concentrate on coding or can just play some big game. But, yeah, I felt just so empty. And <laughs> I thought, okay, let's just watch Netflix the whole day through. <laughs> and I did that. It didn't really refill my energy levels as I was hoping. But, yeah. Mm. Well, at least we managed to watch a couple of movies together. Finally. Yeah. I yeah, even watched true. some anime, what you always try to get me to do. So. Yes. Yeah, I was really surprised that you that you recommended or that you thought of watching uh, another Ghibli at the end. Well, recently uh, a friend had a birthday and we, we watched Spirited Away through Netflix Party. And mm. um, I did enjoy that film a lot. So I was like, okay, maybe I can give it a shot again uh, hmm. yeah well I guess we'll see yeah, Spirited Away is, is like one of the busier Ghibli movies hmm. I like that too Holes Moving Castle is, is similar in the busyness but mm -hmm. most Ghibli films are very um, very chilled very um, slow moving like Kiki's Delivery Service, which we, we watched, and mm. I really enjoyed this more. I like I love those those um, yeah slow moments where it's just music and you can see just or you can feel the atmosphere and mm -hmm. uh, and how the characters move. I I love how 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 detailed the movements of the characters are in Ghibli movies, especially children. But like how they are doing weird stuff in the background, how they struggle to stay on their feet and stuff like that. Yeah, it's great. 
But maybe it's, that's like a special, special anime thingy. <laughs> For example, that there are like lots of people who who love um, scenes of people cooking food mm. in anime, and Ghibli is full of that too. There's actually there are a couple of things that 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 reappear in a lot of Ghibli movies. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I've seen some compilations of those uh, food handling and stuff uh, animations from those movies. Does look good. <laughs> um. Yes. So. Shall we have a look at the new stuff we put out this week? Just earlier today, actually. Um, Let's do it. So as always, it's three things, though two of them are kind of the same. Um, what should we start with? Like the. the big one or the serious one because there is kind of a downer among those yeah I don't know <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> well let's get the downer out of the way <laughs> okay uh, all right let me switch to browser So this week's theme, I guess, is ships, because all of those games have something to do with ships, though, <laughs> well, two of them feature ships and the other one I made on a ship, so, you know. <laughs> um, and yeah, that game is Cycles. I made that uh, in Norway during Splash Jam in 2000. 17 um, and well I guess to give a little bit of context it's um, that was just around the time where um, the whole me too thing started blowing up and um, I had well I found myself kind of um, well maybe not so much annoyed as just kind of confused with uh, some of the reactions I saw um, around my various feeds of people, you know, uh, of men reacting with, wow, I cannot believe it's so bad, something has to be, you know, this kind of uh, mm. sympathetic outrage and surprise. But, well, it is also something that I've seen a lot of times happening over the years. You know, there were um, multiple of these hashtags created over the years. I think in 2016, it was um, hashtag when I was. And in 2014, there was uh, yes, all women um, and stuff like that. And it feels like every time uh, these awareness campaigns are um, happening that, you know, people react with, Oh my god i can't believe it is so bad and then you know two years later there's the new thing and they're surprised again and all that stuff so um and the the game jams theme was cycles so i kind of made a game about the cycles of 
I guess, um, well, scandals and the sort of performative outrage. That's kind of how I saw it. And so I made something like uh, Reigns. Uh, I don't know if you have ever played that. That kind of. Oh, yeah. Tried. I mean, yeah. I started it. It's, it's really slick design. Mm. But it was like too. It was not engaging me enough. Like visually, probably. Yeah. So I just ripped that off completely and made a <laughs> game about these, uh, well, these scandal cycles with it. So you have, so you try to, so you try to affect some real change. And what you have is basically the people in power, who you need to get on board. Um, you need the interest of the public. You now to have the pressure on the people in power. You need to watch out for the energy of the victims, and then you know finally, you try to fill up basically the positive change meter. And yes, you play it the same way. And so yeah, so this was kind of a very um, rudimentary uh, thing of you know, how these cycles seem to work. So this example, it's, it's procedurally generated uh, a bit. So there's someone coming forward that they have been assaulted. You have the choice of um, reporting on it or like keeping it quiet. Both of these, as you can see, uh, as in rains, you see the little dots that indicate what effect or where it has an effect. Um, and yes, then you basically uh, can, you know, support the victims, discredit the victims. And I also threw in some commenters, you know, how those always kind of happen. Um, Logic. <laughs> um, then, of course, you know, attorneys trying to discredit victims, trying to get their previous history as proof that they're lying or something or are promiscuous or whatever nonsense they come up with. Um, and yeah, then more victims coming forward. A hashtag is created. And usually, usual apologists and stuff. And then uh, I also threw in the thing, because it was also around the time where the thing with Joss Whedon happened. Um, were you aware of that? That he had some trouble there? Yeah. It's uh, been a while. There was something. He had basically been kind of gaslighting his wife and uh, emotional affairs and all that kind of stuff. Like, there was some weirdness. Uh, and, and, it's been a while, I don't quite remember, but you you have this uh, every now and then that you have these male feminist icons um, mm. because he's been kind of praised as that and then it turns out they're also problematic. And he's obviously not the only one that's happened a couple of times. That's like, I don't know, one uh, professor who was very active in women's studies or something and turned out to be a serial abuser and all that sort of stuff. So uh, Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird, right? It's, it's basically... A cliche, like the, like the guy who's very against gays, who is secretly um, buying hookers, male prostitutes, or mm. I, the whole uh, church thing, where people who should be like very moral. Yeah, I think it's yeah. I don't know. It, it's weird. I, 
all always like confused because they're it's not that easy anymore to just uh, look at just read him and say like ah he's done this so he's a douchebag um but also he's done a lot of good and yeah both things are true and yeah it's just like it's not not how we are used to think about things that uh, things can have like conflicting um, that conflicting truth about a person can both be true sure right. yeah i guess i'm i'm learning to be more suspicious when people center themselves in struggles of others you know, i think that's mm. sort of the where you can kind of tell you know with someone who presents themselves and like indulges in being that feminist icon or something that's well i guess in the end it's not surprising because if you are an ally you try to you know center the people who don't have a voice rather than you know speaking over them and stuff like that so mm. uh well anyhow if you make it without uh you know exhausting the victims by putting them down and uh discrediting them and all that stuff uh then you know the person gets fired uh, then you can declare that a victory or a good start uh people celebrate we did it great day for women everywhere <laughs> see some real change happening um and then the next case starts and basically as you know i like to do this game is not winnable <laughs> the meter that never changes is just a cycle of this happening over and over and over again and that was sort of the yeah sort of that feeling that i wanted to express with that with this um and that's why i'm kind of calling it performative allyship because those de declarations of support and stuff well they seem to be you know more like not to call anyone out but i've seen that with a couple you know people in my circle that there was uh many things i can't believe this is happening i'm i'm, I'm so against this i support women you know and then then they forget again you know and then this mm. happens again it's like what i can't believe this is still a thing something where you know, it's basically just How declared. It's 2020. <laughs> Should have been perfect already. <laughs> yeah, where, where basically it, it feels like to them it's then more important, like sort of like this not all men thing, just in a just in a thing that looks more supportive, you know, where it's more important to declare how I'm one of the good ones. And by declaring this, we have really achieved something already, problem solved, let's move on, kind of a thing not really you know being that invested in actually doing something maybe it's also a little bit about keyboard warrior kind of thing and stuff like that so i just yeah, yeah. it was well, on my mind I must... to be uh, empathic with the wrong side again i'd say <laughs> it, it's it has a lot to do with that these people they don't experience it directly just through the media and then they are like shocked by it because they assumed like they 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 haven't seen it in a while that it's all gone and better now and then yeah then they get exhausted by it because they feel like they're there's it's not making any progress and i think that's that's also like what what i'd have done differently in this game like not, not a circle that just keeps repeating but obviously that was kind of the the uh, topic of the jam too right 
But I, the I theme like was cycles. I'm, I'm sure they didn't mean for it to turn out like this, but you know how I do. I like to ruin people's fun. So. <laughs> you like to make games that nobody can win. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I, I, I make it so that the change is happening, but it's so slowly that you really have to play it like millions of times before it reaches the top. Well, Any meaningful changes there. I guess my point is sort of that through these actions, uh, it's not. It's basically not enough. Nothing can happen if you don't actually change something. It's just saying I am against this doesn't make the thing go away. Yeah, it makes maybe you feel better for taking the wrong, the the, the right side in this uh, mm-hmm. thing. But um, you also have to like actually do something different, you know. Um, and it's also kind of the thing. If you're surprised, that means you're not listening really to women right because if you are then this can't be a surprise because it keeps it keeps happening it keeps being a topic and well, that's actually what's kind of cool about uh, me too that it's now so um that it was so massive that i don't think people can be surprised anymore when they hear about it but you know in previous cycles uh and i mean i myself have, have probably missed a lot of those like the first one i remember is 2014 but like me too has been around since 2006 and i also haven't like paid attention or anything it kind of mm. started later yeah. but um once you start paying attention to it and start listening you know it's hard yeah, to miss <laughs> yeah like you haven't been listening to women that sounds you know Obviously, you need to make an effort to listen to women, but it's not like the women in my life, they, they always talk about how they are assaulted and I just ignored them and <laughs> walked, walked by them. Yeah, but, but it's crazy. I mean, especially when the Me Too stuff happened and you really start this, this discussion, hmm. because obviously that's not something like women want to be talking about anyway. Uh, but if you like if this topic comes up and like everyone you know tells her story and you're like wow shit everyone i know like every female person i know personally has been assaulted in their life in different ways and then after that you know I, i hear stories like at work this guy uh he slapped my ass and i'm like what 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 did you do? And she's, ah, oh, no, that's all right. He was just joking. <laughs> what? Yeah. Sexual assault. You, I don't know how you're. You can accept it like this. But I think it's yeah, as you said, it's not 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 enough to start a hashtag on Twitter. There has to be more. No, hashtags... and I believe it's it's generations work. We can we can't solve it in this generation. Well, I'm not criticizing the hashtags themselves. Like those are good things. They are, are raising awareness. It's more about the reaction I see from men, basically, in the circles I observe. Um, mm. How, yeah, as I said, it's about this kind of performance of you know, indignation. And I mean, I'm not saying it's a deliberate thing, but it is kind of ringing a little bit hollow when you kind of realize that. Well, they've kind of. I mean, I feel like you have to try to stay in a bubble you know and kind of try to dismiss these things as ah that's normal you know cat calling on the street so people like to flirt you know kind of dismiss all this stuff so that you can be surprised that women are that all women you know are continually harassed you know 
you have to kind of normalize. I mean, it is normalized in our society. And, yeah. I don't uh, think it's a conscious, conscious thing for most people. No, sure, I mean, it's like uh, confirmation bias. Yes, and that, that's kind of, you know, obviously through uh, just trying to express through that, that it's, it's so there and people talk about it so much that you kind of, that's why I'm saying you almost have to try not to see it or not to get it um, because it's just so, yeah, it's pretty in your face. And especially now, and that's, I guess, the good thing with me too, that I broke through all this stuff because now, well, if you still believe that this is not an actual thing that's happening, then you're being deliberately, you know, ignorant, I feel, because the evidence is there. It's, you can't even be like, ah, it's just, it's just, you know, it's just the, the scale of this whole thing. It's just so enormous that you, I feel you can't dismiss this anymore unless oh, no, you yeah. deliberately want to. So I'm, I'm thinking malicious intent when. Yeah, if you dismiss it, obviously, yeah. if, you dismiss yeah, yeah, it. if you're like thinking like, ah, oh, shouldn't it be solved already? I'd say that that's not not necessarily deliberate. It's still you should you should you know before you open your mouth, keep, take a minute to think about it. Maybe Google <laughs> one or two things, um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's the last lights. That's yes. That's crazy how, how good this looks already. <laughs> yeah, we, so we, nice. we put a lot of time in this. Yes. Like how, how many months of work this actually? Is um, it like six months? Yeah, at least. I think. Yeah, must have been. I mean, we were thinking we were going to have it done by August, I think. And so we must have started like around the time we found it. And we discussed it actually um, when we decided to found a company. So that was in September, the year before 2012. We had the idea. Then around Christmas, we did the Aurora prototype. And then after that, we started working on this. And mm. so yeah, it was... yeah, it's, an, it's an our business plan. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I calculated all the, the money we would, we would make with this game. But it never... never got this far because as it turns out making a mass effect <laughs> trilogy <laughs> epic RPG turn-based role-playing game that's basically fully fledged hmm. um, is way more <laughs> way 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 more work and we wanted to do each part in three months <laughs> Yes. Still laugh at that, trying to think about it. <laughs> All right. Um, but uh, it was mostly the 2D art, which was a problem. <laughs> yes, sure, definitely. I mean, that that was the one we, we calculated through how long it took our artist to do a character, how many characters, how many backgrounds. And then we realized, damn it, that's multiple years. We can't afford this. And then Such we had to surprise. help it. Hmm. But yeah, it always has been in the back of our minds, and hmm. yeah, now now we decided to release at least the prototype we built in that time. Yes. So the suggestion I would make 
you have the stream open on your PC, right? Yeah. So you can like fully enjoy the experience. I'd say listen to that so you have the sound and everything. Mm -hmm. And I'll just shut up for a second. Okay. Ready? So should I talk over it then, or should we just no experience? It's just the intro is just a minute, uh, and also individually skippable. So don't don't worry about it. <laughs> what intro? Okay. Yes. Let's go. Let's do this thing. to distinguish the characters. I made like, a, I don't know, four or five different character types, all with their individual skills. Yeah. Um, I have like brawlers and tanks and snipers and all that good stuff. mostly about getting to the, the enemy and then um, getting as as near as possible as near as you can to the enemy without being uh, seen oh now they saw you then they will come yes and yeah getting them before they can attack you You always have two actions, I think, and you can yeah. decide whether you want to walk or attack. Well, you can, yeah. And so I can walk and attack or walk twice or... Can I actually attack twice if I'm close enough? Probably, yeah? Yeah, you can. And the enemy can as well, I think. So you have to watch out for this. Yeah. 
But usually I think they will want to attack and then, r then run away. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny how they run around. Um, there's a little bit like of like scurrying about, you know, coming closer, then running away again, and uh, <laughs> yeah. just kind of trying to find the ideal spot of attack. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, as I said, it just I had a lot of fun like fixing this up a bit. Most of these things, are obviously, like small. Um, what do you call this? Uh, like quality of life or um, I guess uh, like small fixes uh, like for example there was like small things like that the camera um, would uh, like move towards the active guy but he was already running around so it was like jump and jitter and things like that and you know just fixing up things here and there um, and yeah, I put the events back in so that when you when you then come to the world map and you can run around and explore um, things like that. And yeah, that I made a new soundtrack. I didn't really like the test thingies I did back in the day. Um, All written in HTML5. Yes, that's true. Do we even use use as phaser for this? Mm. This was all written by hand uh, from scratch. And yes, I am actually quite proud of the code base. It's very, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet that it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, but like in an actual good way. It's, um, I did a lot of um, a lot of things like that like for performance and stuff that it only renders when something changes that uh, all of these uh, maps are rendered into chunks that are only drawn if they're visible and things like that you know it's just uh, i i don't even know how i would do something like this today <laughs> um, so yeah it's kind of you know it's just interesting and what you do with the AI and stuff, I never get anyway, so... <laughs> it's not, not, not complicated. It looks... I don't know, partially trying to figure out why enemies, like, um, react a certain way or stuff. It was, was partially hard to see through. And, I mean, the most interesting parts, I didn't even try to figure out, like, how do you determine the best moves and stuff. Mm. Um, yes, I just find it also really kind of interesting how, well, how you can tell that it's a game that you designed. <laughs> Has that certain style, I guess. Uh, it's kind of similar to um, to how the wizard works, I guess. I and mean, obviously that has sort of the drag mechanic for a lot of walking, but I don't know, I see a lot of elements that are similar and that's kind of, uh, that's kind of fun. It's all my turn-based games experience. <laughs> oh no, no, I've alerted all of them. Actually, wait, I can upgrade. What do we have here? But they are very cautious that that's the... Yeah, it's very annoying how cautious they are. 
they 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 act like I I would in a game. You know, when when we looked that up uh, like a couple of weeks ago, I was really surprised like how I forgot like how much we actually managed to make like this whole the character sheets and all the skills and stuff. That's I don't even remember yeah. that. <laughs> so, what will help me with this? Mm hmm. But yeah, I'm. I'm so excited about this game again. Like, <laughs> uh, I really hope we can we can make this someday. And it's gonna be interesting to see how people uh, find it. You know, is um, I'm not sure if it's my emotional attachment to it that makes it feel so awesome, or if it's like actually awesome. But we already have a comment that says it's a cool game. They like this and that. They're confused really? about how you can. Yeah, if you go to hypnoticout.itch.io. Um, yeah. He's confused about why you can only shoot for one tile or something. Right. Um, you have to increase your perception, obviously. <laughs> yes, otherwise you're just not good enough, I guess. Okay, I'm just gonna pump up my toughness because they're definitely gonna come for me. Ooh. That's cool. Nice on the double tap. Yeah, but not, not being able to hit diagonally. That's similar similar problem to the wizard. Um, in part because like the animations, because you need like instead of just four directions, you need eight. Mm. So you double the, the effort. Um, and also like, it, I think it, if you have like squares you, you walk on, it always feels weird if you can go diagonally. Although it also does feel weird that you can't. <laughs> you, can't you can't really win with this. If I wanted to do diagonally, I probably would use um, Hex. Hex is much better for this. Mm. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I also feel like it would be would be weird if we had uh, yeah diagonal I mean, it kind of makes sense for this type of game to me uh, I'm not so not so worried about the realism aspect of it yeah but so. it clashes a little bit with the graphics because they I mean like with the 8-bit or 16-bit graphics we use for the wizard it's it's much easier to see that they can't go diagonally Hmm. These graphics, they look like they should be able to. I don't know. Everything's uh, set up in squares, so hmm. that just feels makes sense. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you won't call it on there. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's coming for me. And I am ready. Right. And there we go. And now we're off the ship. That's cool how you, you linked up all the levels to to make a little game out of it. You did that. That's why I was so surprised. You built all these levels and made the the starting progression. Right. Now I remember. Because That's why I, I was so I, surprised when I played the prototype because I didn't remember this like being an actual game, you know. <laughs> yeah, I thought. Yeah, I remember. I think I was adamant about making like a vertical slice or just chaining up the gameplay to see if people would enjoy this kind of game. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a while, and we did put some work into it. Yeah, it's an understatement. Get to upgrade. I do sometimes. <laughs> What's adrenaline? Hmm? Like uh, Battle Cry, for example. It says when activated, grants five adrenaline to all allies and five tail distance. Is that for activating like the special abilities? Hmm. Probably. Like with him, I have uh, only two. Adrenaline. Yeah, I don't see any any adrenaline bar. It's not action points. I think it's you know this um, the green uh, icon up here that has mm. like a one. Um, and that's I think to activate the yeah probably to activate the skills uh, that they have. Not sure. Let's see, sucker punch. <laughs> But uh, it sounds familiar. <laughs> well, it's something. So, what do I do with you? Uh, maybe running further. Okay, let's see. Oh, did I do everything? Hmm. Well, let's see what happens. It's nice to hear that this commenter thought that. Uh, in Interface is intuitive if you played games like this. Because mm. I'm not too sure how anything works anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does seem. I mean, all the. I can say what it does and. Mm. shouldn't be too. too tough to figure out. I mean, obviously it's a prototype and 
Ah, I don't know. I just kind of want to keep working on it, but I guess everything's done now. <laughs> I really can't stand the graphics anymore. No? The rest I could deal with. But the graphics, I don't know. They don't, they just look cheap to me. Like especially that there are like different um, perspectives on the items. Are there? Yeah, sometimes you can see the top, sometimes it's more of the side. It's not very... Um, not going... It's not through. I don't know, to me it looks really pretty still. So. Yeah, I said it's prototype graphics, but uh, pretty yeah, nice. Yeah, <laughs> for prototype it's nice. It's nice enough. <laughs> Just one thing that I couldn't uh, fix, maybe yet, um, is that the text is behind the things that the characters are also behind because they are drawn on the same um, mm. thingy. <laughs> unloaded it. Oh, I unloaded it? Yeah. But it doesn't really change the values, does it? Huh. Weird. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh, this is not gonna end well. Oh, that's not going to work out. This is kind of a very visual section for our podcast yeah. listeners. <laughs> Wait, maybe I can quickly cheat my way into... Or just leave it open. Like People have to find out how it ends. Ah, okay. yeah. Sure, let's do that. I also implemented save saving and loading and stuff and oh, nice. so it's uh, this is the team that built this and yeah i've been excited about this story for seven years so <laughs> one day oh yeah man the story was great also like writing the story just sitting but... at your parents house in the sun <laughs> just yes, to on the balcony the in the garden <laughs> Just rattling off what would be cool, writing it down. <laughs> Indeed. Ah, yes. All right. So, I guess I'm going to leave this. Um, and yes, the last one is basically a 3D version of that. Um, <laughs> basically. <laughs> well, kind of not at all, but uh, I made that for... Um, what was it called? Pirate Gem, the pre-gem skirmish. Uh, and, you know, you can't participate in a pirate gem and not make true, true. a pirate game that you wanted to make. <laughs> um, 
we've got a question in chat how the graphics were made so um, yeah we we had an actual artist or two artists yes. one for the concepts one for um the actual content although i think they both want both both wanted to be concept artists yeah seems like every artist wants to be concept artist and doesn't want to go down and do the work creating their assets but yeah we made him do it no. it's just 2d sprite sheets no. Wait, where is the... Grand High No City. <laughs> ah, yes. Good to have you back. Nos I was worried that you went online. <laughs> no City and Windesil. Is that how you pronounce it? Two familiar <laughs> names. Yes, nice of you to join us again. <laughs> um, Windesil, obviously. Why are the screenshots gone? Okay, maybe I need to set it because I wanna. While we're talking about concept art, might as well show some. All right, oh, we have made we have so much great concept art for TLR. Yeah. To last light, but yeah, concept art alone is not enough, unfortunately. Yes, so we have some. I can see the background. Yeah. Yes, the background. Yeah, oh, I yeah, mentioned basically. before it's my my desktop background since forever. <laughs> so we have some maps. That's yeah, the basically main. we we wanted to have a game where you um, you steer your own flying ship and you can enter the Royal Navy ships and um, yeah, fight your way through. Oh, you put it all online. Yeah, I figured might as, might as well show off a bit. It is, it is after all, pretty cool stuff. Yeah. And all, uh, all this is, is based on on the lore we created and on the story we plan to mm. tell with this game, which is not at all in our prototype. It's <laughs> gameplay only. <laughs> yes. I mean, the beginning is sort of similar to what we ended up with, but uh, yeah, no. Show There's... some um, in, in the big screen. Um, the so big nice. Screen. I mean, this is, oh, that's... it's a, it's a I composite. Just... Ah, all right, I thought you you uploaded them all separately. I don't know, all it right. was just a, mm. uh, ah. an overview. So that's pretty, pretty neat. Yeah. So then, where do we have the... Okay, so I was just talking about the pre-gem skirmish for the pirate gem that I participated in, in the feeble hopes of maybe winning a ticket to the actual pirate's gem, because that is still on my bucket list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won a... Uh, a little coin medallion with the mm -hmm. gem logo uh, and stuff. Uh, sounds nice. Pretty cool, yes. I haven't actually gotten it yet. I mean, it arrived with my sister. Okay, I can already hear something. So let me see. Game capture. Right, 
first attempts at 3D. I've only been recently starting to get into Blender and yeah so that was you know, a good idea for a 48 hour gem. <laughs> then you can talk to your buddy. It's complaining that you're getting up so late because the sun's been up for hours. You're supposed to pick berries. So I'll just do that real quick. I'm gonna gonna get another bee on this. Meantime. Do that, please. soldiers away. <laughs> That's why I'm after the fact calling it Tickle Last Light. Basically the same game, just with tickling instead of a complex and well thought out combat system. <laughs> but since I don't know how to do that, uh, and no time and nothing, but yes, so now we've managed to steal their ship and well, attack more ships, basically. So this is basically as far as I got. I wanted to uh, have um, the the pirate hideout in the other cave. I'm not even sure if it's working in this version that you can at least go there and upgrade your speed and uh, your tickle power. So I basically turned it into a clicker game because I ran out of time. I started to build a combat, but uh, it didn't. It didn't go that well. So I started over like three times, and with just two hours to go or something, I made it a tickle clicker. <laughs> because why not? <laughs> but still, I am pretty happy with. Um, just I'm enjoying figuring out 3D. I'm not very good at art or anything, so um, just you know, playing mm. around with Blender mm. a bit. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, especially uh, 3D stuff is it's just kind of exciting um, to... And I've tried it like on two, three titles now and uh, it's just kind of neat to be able to like imagine something and then just create it exactly as you pictured it in your head. Mm. Like if you remember the game with the Dancing Six, yeah. that, that looks exactly like it. I had it in my head. Or what we did for um, the Remscheid gem. You know, yeah. uh, I had this vision of what I wanted the game to look like, and then I can just somehow manage to 
build it and it looks okay because low poly graphics are awesome. And mm -hmm. yeah, I had this uh, with Pet Earth last yeah. that we had last time on. That was my. That's how I had it in mind. I got it visually just like how I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah, it was very pretty. Didn't didn't work. Yeah, it was really, really pretty. But I downloaded it. <laughs> the textures and all just imported them in Unity. That was pretty easy. <laughs> I have not that much interest into learning how to do 3D, to be honest. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun and it's getting much easier. I mean, I started back in school you know, I did my first attempts with like Maya and I managed some basic stuff. It was kind of complicated and when Blender came out, I tried it a bit, but it was really, really difficult to get into. But now with the new version 2.8, uh, since they had that, they had a whole interface overhaul, and it's super simple to uh, to handle. And then it's basically like sculpting, which mm. I find so much easier than I don't know if I just never knew about sculpting and all the other things. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Where you basically just you know extrude a little bit here and you paint over it so it comes out more, goes in more. That's kind of how I built the whole uh, the environment, the mountains and stuff. And then you just kind of you know paint stuff on it uh, until it looks cool. And it's no. kind of fun. Kind of fun. Ah, yeah, nice. Uh, this remembers me. Uh, oh, that reminds me of uh, thing I did back in in uni. I gonna send it. Well, now I'm curious. Do I know yeah. this? Uh, probably. This was the first thing I, I did in uh, like programming anything visual. Uh, like it was C plus plus, and I was uh, was tasked with. I think we're pretty much free to do anything. It just had to be three uh, D. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think you find the X in uh, in debug or in data somewhere okay. there should be an X executable thingy and yeah that, that were the times trying to understand how programming works how visual <laughs> stuff works learning about vertices and all that stuff yeah and, yeah. Yeah, like a couple of years ago, I also uh, tried to like actually do something with that again. You know, figure out how OpenGL worked. Oh, right. I like built a little two D render engine. Maybe I'll upload that to it. Just so I just gotta check if it's if it works. Mm. It was kind of something that I just did for fun. You know, like a little bit here and there. This is kind of cool, actually. I'm always so fascinated by doing things from scratch how they work yeah and i guess we did learn it at some point i just forgot I it all again yeah, i think we learned a lot of basics that we don't realize we have that wasn't like complete waste <laughs> it wasn't a complete waste <laughs> uh, in, in debug you should be able okay let's see oh yeah <laughs> okay, I'm so curious.
now. Yeah, you can you can uh, click and drag to change the perspective even. Okay, enough of this. Okay, let's see how yeah. we can. <laughs> yeah, we we both uh, attended uh, university in Magdeburg um, with the course. It's called computer visualistic. Which always explained to people is making images to data and using data to get images. Of making ah, there we images go. out of data? Yes. <laughs> basically. You were Yeah, what I what I did here is like basically just creating three D objects and adding textures and different um, rendering styles like you can see the the red ball is translucent um, the pyramid is not correct um, textured it's different texture at the bottom the top spins <laughs> and it's all in a box very nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in Unity, you would do this like it's <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but I, yeah, if you program this in C, um, you have to define all the vertices, or you have to know a formula to do it. Um, it's not hard, but it's not as easy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice. Uh, Vendisil is also a computer visualist. Yeah. Ooh. Very nice. Yeah. For me, it was uh, I, I wanted to do games, and the Games Academy and all that stuff was too expensive, and my <laughs> right, yeah. grades were not good enough to do. Uh, I I thought about like doing psychology at first. I wanted to be the uh, psychotherapist, but. Well, we had a semester or two of that. Yeah, we did have, um, what was it? I had two or three even. One was uh, learning psychology and the other was uh, about growing up and getting psychology of growing up. Uh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. University was like one of the best times in my life, for sure. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. To be young again. Yes, so we had a friends group of, uh, I think, like four or five people, and we all were just into making games, uh, although only the two of us remained <laughs> uh, with this uh, goal in mind <laughs> and created the company. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and the Magdeburg Computer Visualistic, they, they didn't have an uh, numerous clauses and um, also there was like a gaming um, community there, the Akagamics, mm. which I thought I'd join, but never did really. <laughs> um, I did. I even taught a seminar on rapid I prototyping. There, I was there twice, I think. <laughs> But uh, good on you, good on you. Yeah. Mm. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, guess. And I, I never found, like, especially game design, 
I think is too new to be really taught on the university because there's there are a couple of good books about it but I don't think there is really the the width or the the amount of just studies and stuff available to really um, do a course on this I think there's still too much to experience and to um, discover Hmm. It's, but it's just my opinion. Um, so let me show you one of my. Well, um, actually, I was just thinking it's kind of funny that I was so into rapid prototyping and now I love jamming because it's kind of similar mm, thing, yeah. you know, throwing ideas together so quickly. And uh, back then, I used to do a lot of XNA. That was right. the render thingy framework uh, that we used to use a lot, uh, also with the Gimmicks thing. And oh, wait, I think I might have to. How do I? Oh no, it's trapped! is trapped uh, and I want to turn off the music because I'm not sure how it works with proprietary music because uh, I used soundtrack that actually exists from Oops. a different game. So how do I do that? Because it captures my, my mouse too well. <laughs> Can I pre-mute it somehow? Well, maybe I can just show a quick video of it because I do have uh, recordings somewhere. Mm -hmm. There were like a couple of, of courses that were really helpful. And there were a couple of courses who were really <laughs> not. not helpful at all. <laughs> do you remember like... Um, I don't know how to translate it. Hardware near uh, computer architecture. <laughs> oh. oh man, dark, learning how to dark use memories. assembler. Oh man, that wasn't fun for <laughs> me at all. Because <laughs> really, I, I want to make games and I want to see results. I don't want to get into the, the depth of it all. It's too too dry for me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, I didn't finish studying. Uh, just, I just did the couple fun things, <laughs> and yeah, then kind of bailed to get a job to be exploited. <laughs> Yay for exploitation! Hooray! But you probably learned more in that time than you would have at university, so. Quite possibly. Hmm. Well, it doesn't seem I can find it. And the other thing is the thing is I can't even like show it because I need to get to the settings. Ah well, another time then. That's uh, always the thing with things, right? It's always the thing with things. Terrible. <laughs> um, 
Diana also. With that, I basically just I had this island. I'm pretty sure I showed that to you. You know where I got yeah. into like shaders and stuff, like writing my first water shader. And you go underwater, everything changes and stuff, and it's uh, ah, such fun. Um, I just never could figure out how to like optimize it, because I thought I could do that, uh, like from code that you uh, mm. reduce the amount of vertices based on your proximity and then I'm learning you're supposed to like section terrains off and like make low poly versions of it to load if you're not that close and stuff and so but that's something I still want to figure out someday how to do that well someday <laughs> programming such fun yeah I was also just thinking, you know, maybe as my next restoration project, when I have time again, obviously I'm very busy, uh, I should try to get Metal Chaser running again. Can't be that hard. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that also. It should yeah, be possible. Yeah, but Java isn't really, really the best base i think so maybe you would have to port it or something but that yeah. too can't be too hard right i mean we just need to figure out a way to load the levels and yeah the levels were all like um they just it's just mesh data no? right? yeah yeah just meshes so that shouldn't be so hard then the logic should be at least Possible to be transcribed. Yeah, who knows? If that's the right term. Well, we'll see. Hmm. Ah, yeah. Now this kind of neat. Uh, we were talking about that yesterday, I think. This whole like releasing all the small stuff we made, at least the stuff that's playable on itch. Uh, hmm. It's just kind of cool how much there is. Yeah, I remember like the last uh, BPP game jam, where they were asking how many games you have uh, released already or worked on, mm. and they never never counted it. <laughs> just stood there like, uh, <laughs> oh, that counts. Ah, <laughs> so many games. So many games. Yeah, next week we're gonna do the last round of uh, games because we're now getting kind of into that area where it's not that playable. It's more like I guess we can. I was really thinking. <laughs> I was thinking maybe collect that into sort of a bundle, and like have one prototype bundle. You know, if you just wanna look at random stuff, but like have it as one thing that you have. Mm. Uh, you don't I wouldn't upload like small stuff like the the Arcanum style thing I tried once where you just have one level mm. uh, isometric where I just basically try to do like isometric rendering and stuff like that and you can't really play anything or something yeah but there is a... you could still do this because I think like the interesting parts for me, 
um, with uploading all to itch is also that you can get finally we can get like direct feedback to all this stuff mm -hmm. and if people are like if there's like a million people who are like oh man i wish there was something like diablo one and this looks completely like this um we could say okay uh let's talk to a publisher maybe we can get the funding to make something like this i mean i would love to make an economy style game <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, would be awesome. But yeah, so basically, I've figured just those all those small little things that might be interesting programming wise, or just you know for a quick look, to just put them in sort of a compilation and upload that as one because individually it doesn't make sense. Um. <clears throat> can you um, can you look uh, HeroCon online up for Not me? Sure. Because this this was uh, like the game I was the lead game designer for <laughs> for uh, three years um, but unfortunately it's not online anymore oh. or is it it's not right I, uh, yeah offline yeah yeah it's not it's offline it's Herocon offline now but it isn't it's not even offline you can't play it and ah man the game I could talk for a long time what went wrong here, um, but sure. um, I think one thing that didn't go wrong, just show a couple of them like in, yeah, in sure. big, um, is the, the assets, is the graphical style. Oh man, and there was so much, so many assets and they are all basically gone now. I, I talked to my former boss. Mm -hmm. a couple of times if there was like any possibility to get get the assets to to save them and to yeah basically just make another game with this just a different game um they're all gone apparently the assets were bought like the company was bought uh, or it would get got insolvent and then like the assets were bought by some other company i'm not oh. sure if uh, using them um yeah, and I'm sometimes I, I I think about contacting the artists from back in the day. Yeah. Because I'm I'm, I'm very sure they have backups of everything. <laughs> but would we be yeah. able to buy the rights for them, or is this well, now owned just, by someone else? No, we would have to wait like seventy years before the. Or something. I don't know how it works with with um, assets. Yeah, but basically, you could make make a game like Arcanum out of this. Yeah, no, absolutely. I guess it would be mainly a thing. Who bought them? If they well, they have the rights then, right? I'm guessing mm. the artists didn't like retain rights to their work. No, 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 no. The artists all work for the company, so the company had all the the rights. And now it's owned by someone else. Mm. It's also very interesting because it was all in Flash, I think. Uh -huh. And they had a render engine online. That oh, no, I think, no, no, it wasn't online, but they had, had like a very weird graphical pipeline where they built everything in 3D, then rendered it out in uh, eight directions. And then um, extracted the, the sprite sheets basically. Interesting. 
and that that's why it looks and then they and then they gave those to the artist and they painted over them again <laughs> okay so that, that's why it looks so amazing because it's 3d and then the artists painted over them yeah <laughs> we had su such great ideas with this game but it yeah never really got the player base we needed to to make a free-to-play game that money for us to stay online. Hmm. Do you think we can find out who owns it now and see if they want to sell it? <laughs> yeah, but we don't have any money. <laughs> I don't know if this is worth a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I mean, guess we can find out. <laughs> I don't even know if we could use them. I mean, we probably can use the 3D stuff and the textures, but it wouldn't look as good as this because it's painted again by the artists. Is it like painted in one or are these like pieces that we could put together in a different we way? Could, we could put it together, yeah. Um, well, maybe we should look at it. It could be a lot that. of work. Yeah. I mean, that, that has to be, I don't know how much money went into creating this stuff and how much money they they want to they would want to have just uh, such a shame it hurts me to to know that this this really great work is just like lying around on some some age uh, some, some hard disk hmm. that would be kind of cool to just get i mean it's a complete game you can build with it right so yeah to buy we wouldn't the use the dark graphics. eye license yeah. of course because that's i don't even think it's very expensive but it's too expensive to for the benefit i think it puts more people off than it gets people to be interested but yeah. that's just my opinion mm. i had a great time playing playing the dark eye back in the day with my friends mm. but we quickly quickly went on to build our own little role-playing system and our own world to play in because both it's just the dark eye is just very very german very <laughs> complex many rules many gods very specific little bit borderline racist here and there of course yeah <laughs> probably sexist as well but I, I never really consciously noticed that mm. there we had the topic again <laughs> <laughs> always gets back to that yeah. yes yes yeah, but I would yeah. be would be interested if that's a, if that's an option or how much it would be because I mean you know maybe we can get funding and instead of paying an artist we just buy the assets for a complete game. <laughs> Kickstarter free the assets. Yes. <laughs> I would be up for a game like this. There's a bunch of stuff we have to try. We should do a, I was thinking about it recently, we should do a uh, hypnotic game jam again. Mm. I mean, you know, in a couple of weeks when the announcement is through and we have a little bit 
of breathing room maybe <laughs> sure <laughs> sure if we have a breathing room then which i highly doubt i well, think it's as just soon development as, we, as soon as we we announce the game we will be working our asses off <laughs> because then we we have to to create the game and we have to do the marketing there's no more yeah well <laughs> can wait we are not announced yet we don't have to yeah mm. i think that there will be too much work but we're already no, kind of doing it and we have a person for it that you know probably gonna get better and better at just taking over and we don't have the the whole hmm. game stuff and the prep and announcement stuff texts and emails and all that business hmm. yeah i have a couple of ideas written down here actually that i would love to to prototype do you remember we were also planning uh, before we did the itch.io thingy we were planning to do a little game jam quarantine uh, quarantine game jam did we uh, yeah and I, i'd love to do like a survival game where you're like stuck in quarantine in your your apartment like in a high-rise with lots of apartments around i mean when just when i'm just dreaming it could be could be like a online thingy like like a Facebook game when you can like trade toilet paper <laughs> again. Uh, what's what's always missing here? It's a uh, uh, flaw flaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I also really really want to make a detective game. Oh, you yes. can find numbers um, stuff. I watched uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Mm-hmm got really inspired mm. yeah i well obviously like noir fiction and mm. stuff is one of my favorite things so i definitely love to do that um and also uh have you ever played tex murphy those old detective adventure games yeah it's that was kind of based around uh, finding phone numbers calling people finding new places exactly. for that and stuff. I'm also very Such into a... the idea of having, needing a manual to play the game. Hmm? I like the idea what? of needing a manual to play the game. All <laughs> right. Yeah. Dex Murphy used to have a manual where you get the first couple of numbers and stuff. And uh, I just like that I have something physical to play a game. Like in the molden days, ah, yeah. I was thinking yeah. about it because I saw they're doing uh, remasters of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games. Yeah, man. And I was Such like, I want to game. <laughs> oh. And I was like, I was, I want to try to make a skating game because it's one of those things I cannot imagine how it's done, but it can't be that hard, can it? I mean, if they managed to do it in the nineties. Do, do you follow this this uh, fellow Kev uh, Kev on Twitter? No. It is uh, Last Man Sitting, I think, game. Last Man Sitting. Last Man Sitting, I think. 
Uh, yeah, he's a German developer. Um, I think we, we run into a couple of times. And I uh, started following him and oh, he makes such great 3D content. Um, yeah, if you I mean, if you go on Twitter, KevKev, and he also made like uh, a lot of like skater prototypes where you can skate and shoot. <laughs> that looked just hilarious. Okay, last man sitting looks so deliciously done. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and he really he really has has this this 3D style. He's he's got into working with 3D stuff. Uh -huh. And I, I think we should like start doing 3D stuff too. Yes, definitely. I wanna yeah. I wanna practice more. How do you spell Kevkev? Go on Twitter. May go just on Twitter uh, on the last man sitting Twitter. Third link. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, exactly. It's him. And then you can just scroll down. He's, he he always makes like funny gifs. The stuff he does. Sometimes nice. I, I feel like he's just making gifs. <laughs> pretty. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's some skating. Pretty stuff. pretty, and yeah, wow. I don't think it's. It's that um, hard if you have the assets, <laughs> obviously. Like, uh, like a duty will, will do a lot for you. Well, the thing that I've never really done and I can't really, <laughs> uh, I basically have no idea because I never tried this like stuff like detecting, even like in Tomb Raider games, detecting where there's an edge where you can hang on to and things like that. Yeah. Just something where, yeah. I, where I can't picture. How do you do that? How do you do? You have to like define it in the asset. Is there a way to? Mm. I think uh, you define it in the asset. You do it manually. I mean, you probably can can do an algorithm who calculates the stuff. But basically, I just uh, place the edges like separately. Do mm. you remember in Mirror's Edge that everything you can interact with was like had like a special color? So you could do this easily enough. Mm -hmm. I think it would be good. Yeah, maybe this is one of those things where I assume there's a programmatic solution mm -hmm. and you really just have to <laughs> do it in the assets. I scroll a bit faster. Oh. I think like he has a more skate stuff. This too, it just looks so easy, but so good. But I mean, if you have like the assets for the characters, then you have, they are all rigged. You have, you have uh, maybe even procedural animations. Then you can just concentrate on writing like fun scripts and the rest will be done by by the engine. Mm. And yeah, that's something I'm, I'm up for. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, gameplay programming—that's that's my my jam. The rest is just necessary to get the stuff running. Mm. Ooh, a racing game I would also love to do. So I also have no clue how to how to program cars and stuff. Mm. No. There's a lot of things I want to try. So yeah, so we got a jam. 
Make a discovery jam. Also was um Damn, what movie was I watching? Do you remember the game Overlord? Just by name, I've never played it. Ah, such a great game. Yeah. Basically you are the evil overlord hmm. and hmm. skip skating content. I want to skate again. <laughs> Have you skated? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, didn't I never really got around to learn how to do a proper ollie, but I, I could like stand on it, kick to accelerate, and um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's about as far as <laughs> I got. I, th I think I could I could even uh, do like a, a basic slide, mm -hmm. but only if the if it wasn't like so high that I couldn't that I had to to actually jump on it. Yeah, man. I mean, all this this procedural animation stuff in three D that's like Reddit really gobbles it up. You just make your silly little gifs post them there and you get so much attention <laughs> yeah it just looks hilarious yeah I mean the games I think are mostly probably not that fun to play as they are to just watch but yeah anyway what was it saying I don't Procedural Ah, like Overlord, right. Man, I would really love like a, a first-person game or maybe a third-person game where you have like a band of thieves, right? I was watching um, for Fistful of Dynamite. Duck, you suckers. What I really enjoyed about the movie was that, you're, that, you, that the, the protagonist, um, the main protagonist, he has his family and they stick with him and they um, they stay behind like he he walks forward with the guns and then when he enters a room and deems it safe enough they swarm in and um, yeah pull their weapons start looting the place yeah I think I'd really love to make like a 3d game like this where you have like your band of people hmm. <laughs> It looks amazing too. Yeah. And yeah, you have your, your main character, you can just level him up like an irregular RPG, but you also have like followers and then when they die they're dead. Um but you can get new ones and they get better, you can give them their loot. I mean in RPGs you you almost always have like so much loot lying around that you can't even carry. But it's it's fun if, if you just your characters uh, your followers can pick it up probably on the on their own so you don't have to manage all the inventories mm -hmm. I'd love to do something like this so yeah lots lots of things to do huh? 
Mm-hmm. So much thing to do. But yeah, first our project. Hopefully, this time with uh, financial success. <laughs> <laughs> Not just all the fame we usually get. Right. That would be a nice change of pace, wouldn't it? Cool stuff. As you can see, just it's the 3D stuff is just great content for for, for Twitter, for Reddit, for Facebook. Yeah, just amusing stuff. <laughs> Bang one out every week or so, every day, and you can build your following. Yeah visually interesting games that's mm. we always invest so much time in mechanics and story and stuff which you can't yeah. post on twitter so we have no followers <laughs> yeah that's unfortunate we are both not really 3d or 2d artists mm. if we had a person like this in our team who could just concentrate on doing visually interesting stuff we could do like our gameplay and story stuff and I always thought like the the perfect number for a company would be three people, like one artist who also do, does the marketing. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, you concentrate story and audios, and then just going to do gameplay and uh, the company stuff. Yeah, would be nice. Oh well, what can you do? Um, but yes, so, so yeah, next week, the last batch of games with which we will have 30 games on our hypnotic edge, I believe. 30 games, not bad. Seven, eight, nine, yes, it will be 30 games. It's not even all the games we have. Hmm? Yeah, pretty, pretty neat. We managed to collect a lot of stuff, and obviously we should do more. <laughs> should always do more. Yes. I mean, that's why we do this, right? Yes. So many game ideas. Mm-hmm. And this. It's not only when we have also. And it's summer again, so we have to do the hypnotic summer jam. Yeah. Make enough money to be able to hire an artist or two. Would be nice. All right. We yeah. feel like we've exhausted all the things we have to talk about today. Unless you have something on your mind that you would like to get off your chest. Yeah. Write it now in the chat. I don't have anything personally. <laughs> but yeah, thank you as always for listening and viewing our lovely little food out here. Listening to us rant until we're tired. <laughs> always a good time. Yeah. So yes, then start streaming a column. 
Um, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, this might also help you with the motivation to like actually sit down and play something. I think this will mostly help me like continue the game when I've started and uh, yeah, not go back and reload every time. Maybe just live with the consequences. That's why I started doing Let's Play uh, a couple of years ago, because I never like stopped to just play a game, something. So I thought, like, if I do a Let's Play, then that motivates me to sit down and actually do it, because that's kind of a yeah, always a framework content. around it that keeps me going, rather than I, when I do it for myself. And if I'm not feeling it one day, then I'm not doing it, and I start playing or something. Then. I think that's a good way to an added motivation to relax. <laughs> Optimize your life. That's what I'm about. <laughs> exactly. So, Alrighty. Then I guess we'll see you all next week. Check yes. out our games on hypnoticout.itch.io. Yes. Join us on Twitter at hypnoticallug. Mm-hmm. Check out our Facebook page, Hypnotic All Games. No, that's just slash Hypnotic All. Everything else oh. is Hypnotic All Games on Instagram right. and YouTube. And it's so confusing. It just is. go on our website, hypnoticall.com. There you can find everything. Yes, things are linked. And you can find games there as well. Yeah. All right. Then, have a nice weekend. Enjoy the time. And play some TLL. Until next week, (laughs) same time, same everything. uh, Place. (laughs) Bye.